Welcome to the Story Weaver podcast. I'm your host, Bron Rauk Mitchell. Come sit with me under the story tree as I weave a tale or two for you. Salutations. Today I'll be chatting about the elements of the craft of storytelling by answering some of your questions. Further down the track, when I have the tech figured out, there will be interviews on the Friday Eps. In the meantime, if you'd like to be interviewed or would like to nominate someone to be interviewed, please send an email to thestoryweaverpodcast at gmail.com. Interviews will not be limited to writers. There are many other people involved in the craft of storytelling, and I want to feature them here too. As a writer, I often find that I am asked the same questions, so I thought I would answer some of those generic questions here. Plus, I'll also answer some specific questions submitted for the podcast. I will answer as many as I can today in the time available, and leave some for a future ep. So I'll start off with frequently asked questions. What genres do you write? Well, I'm a multi-genre writer, writing everything from erotic tales to fairy tales, history to horror, and everything in between. My taste in most things is eclectic, so it's not really surprising that this carries over into my writing. There's always ideas somewhere, and I never could understand limiting myself to just one genre. Question two, how long have you been writing for? Well, for as long as I can remember. It's like reading. It seems that I've done this for my whole life. I don't really clearly remember a time when I wasn't writing or telling a story in some fashion, even playing pretend. So I've been a storyteller for forever, it seems. Question three. When did you know that you wanted to be a writer? I was about eight years old when I told my mum that I wanted to be a writer. I had realised that I could write stories for others to enjoy in the same way that I enjoyed the stories of other writers. And already at that age... I was a big reader already, getting lost in favourite books. So I was quite clear. It was just like a magical moment when the light bulb went off in my head and it was like, ooh, I can do this too. Question four, where do you get your inspiration? This is a quite common question. And the answer is like literally everywhere. For example, uh, one of the stories that I'm writing is called The Hanging Bride. And that actually came from a nightmare that I had in 2013. Uh, It was so vivid and I woke up before the dream concluded. But there was just so much in the dream that I quickly wrote it all down and I realised that I actually had a really good plot there. So dreams or nightmares, I often try and record elements of them because even the most twisty ones have something that can be refined and turned into a story. Songs, listening to songs or music can trigger something. A title that I hear or read can trigger something. Even the shape of a cloud in the sky has has triggered stories. 
there really is inspiration everywhere you look if you're open to it. I mean, even a conversation heard out of context can inspire a character, a, a whole plot, a whole series. And then there are days where I just literally get a vivid photo in my head as if it was placed in there by my muses, you know, full colour, 3D, the whole works. I can practically smell and hear what's going on. So I've learned to record as many ideas as I can in some way. So whether I write it on my device, such as my phone, or if I've got a tablet around, or I'll carry half a dozen notebooks. I mean, in sheer desperation, I've written on the back of a frigging gum wrapper because I've had an idea and I didn't want to lose it. And most of the time I, I record everything because you just never know what will actually be crap and what will be the basis of something fantastic. Another way I record ideas is uh, photographs. Sometimes you'll be walking along and the outline of a tree just is the magic portal to, a, to another world. So I take a photo of that and then later on I use that to, to jog my mind. I have gone through times where the muses had become difficult to hear because I had so much going on in my head and so many ideas were lost when I did have them because there was so much going on. So um, since 2017, I have become almost fanatical about recording ideas. And sometimes two, three, four can appear in the same book. Oh, and another inspiration for character names is people that you meet that are serving you behind the checkout or a doctor, you can get some really interesting names. And most people, when you say, oh my God, I'm a writer and I love your name, do you mind if I note it down? They sort of get really pleased. So yeah. Uh, and now some questions that have been submitted by Brandon. You can find him over on Twitter. He goes by the handle Budget Johnny Depp. Question one, do you ever find yourself going down the wrong path and having to backtrack the story? Oh, so many times. Sometimes you let the muses or the characters just have their way and you can find that the path you're headed down doesn't work. Sometimes it actually takes you in a place that you never expected, ends up being better than what you imagined, but sometimes it's not working and you've got to go back to a point where you took a, a different decision to what you had thought. Usually when I sidetrack and it doesn't work, I save that because I can make it work later. And then and then sometimes the characters just take you somewhere you'd never imagined and it ends up being better than the original path you started on. It's very rare though that I find myself on a path that I just can't go back and, and, and salvage in some way. Question two. How much time should be spent on wording, phrasing, etc.? when compared to writing the story itself. So writing the story itself and phrasing and wording are two different stages of writing the story. Uh, so writing the story, you spend as much time as you need to, to get that done. Afterwards, you go through an edit and you take as much time as you need to make sure that you've got the right wording and phrasing in that stage. Sometimes you find that you don't need to go back and spend too much time working out the right wording or phrasing, 
Uh, and then other times, if you've just tried to write something down as quick as possible, you'll realise that the phrasing needs tweaking. And then when you send it on to your beta readers or your editor, sometimes they'll say to you that the phrasing isn't sitting right. But there is no real time ratio that comes down to the individual writer and and how uh, others have received the work. So for me, I probably spend even more time after I finish the story on editing. I, I always say that you should just write what you can first and then go back and edit it because, you know, a blank page is just a blank page and it can't be edited. It, it's not a story. So you just write out the story and then you go back and you edit the hell out of that if you have to. So again, no magic formula, no time thing, but the editing stage is usually a little bit more complicated than the writing stage. Question four. So do you have a story basis or do you grow the story as you go? Well, both. Uh, Sometimes I get an idea for a character and I just write the character and see where the story goes. Sometimes I've got an idea for a story or a scene, so I'll write that out and again see where it goes. And then there's the times where I sit there and I try and plot the hell out of everything, which doesn't work often, so I end up often just seeing how things will go. There have been times where I've had a complete idea plotted out and stuck to it, but usually I just pretty much start with a kernel of an idea and grow it over time. Question five, do you write self-contained stories or as part of something bigger? Uh, For example, planning a series. Uh, Well, often both. I've had stories that I thought were self-contained and then as I've written them, it was evident that they were the start of a series. And sometimes it's quite evident from the start that something is meant to be a series just there's no way about it there's just too much to narrow down to one book even some of my short stories I think okay that's it it's just a one-off story and then I realize that I've got so much room to play with so yeah it's it's usually something bigger but there's other stuff that is self-contained and I mean if we're talking about my poetry usually my poetry is just definitely self-contained Having said that, there's one or two that could go on to have other parts to them. Question six, do you make deliberately relatable characters or just hope people find them relatable? (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't worry about relatable characters. I worry about representation. So I want people to see themselves or to see someone they can empathize with. But whether I sit here and go, oh, I want people to relate to this character, no. I mean, some of my characters I want people to absolutely hate. I hate enough that they'll keep reading and reading and reading. Some characters are not meant to be redeemable or likable. So I don't deliberately set out to make a character relatable. Uh, If people do find them relatable, then... That's good, I guess. I mean, do I really want my audience to find the serial killer relatable? Uh, I guess that depends. I mean, some of us are just, you know, 
a few life choices away from being a serial killer, I guess. Next question. What comes first to focus on? Story or character personalities and motivation? Again, very good question. And like so many of my other answers, it really does depend. Sometimes I get stuck on the story itself. So I will switch over to character personalities or motivation. Sometimes the story is is clear and I just want to write as much as I can. It depends on where I'm going with my story. And, and I mean, sometimes I love the characters so much that I'm working on, I don't even worry about their story. I just want to get down as much about that character and build them up so that people can see them as clearly as I do. And then as I spend time working on that character development and their personality, their backstory, their likes and dislikes, I will then go, oh my God, here's a cool story, let's chuck them in. I'm I'm pretty chaotic when it comes to a lot of my story writing, even even something sh- small. Poetry not so much chaotic. Poetry I usually tend to have a much much clearer idea, but with the other stuff, I jump around um quite a bit depending on where the muses take me, which is why I have an extremely high number of works in progress. Uh last question. How often does the story go to plan? And how far is the concept from the original project? Ah, another good question. So, um, so many times a story does not go to plan. It, it's like when I create a piece of artwork or a piece of jewellery, there are times when I have this clear picture in my head of what I think the finished piece is going to look like. I know the colours, I know the pattern, the textures, the size. And then as I'm stringing those beads onto the onto the wire, or as I'm fiddling around with photo or whatever it is I'm working on, I'll often see that what worked in my head doesn't work out of my head. So when it comes to stories, sometimes I think this is going to be the ending and this is how everybody's going to act and this is how everybody's going to dress. And then writing and muses can be so whimsical and, and 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 hard to work with so you will think that you know exactly where this story is going so yeah more often than not the concept is entirely different from what I pictured but there's enough of my original idea there that it's still my idea and, th- and that's what I like about writing too is it takes you down so many surprising paths and, and sometimes the person that you think is going to be the hero ends up being more suited to be a villain or a side character. And sometimes these little background characters that you think are just going to be, you know, a wallflower, they sort of turn around and show you that they've got more value. And seriously, sometimes it's like just hit, hitching, hitching a rope to a star and, and just seeing where it takes you. So yeah, that's the inner workings of my mind anyway when it comes to writing. So if you have any questions about the craft of writing or storytelling or personally myself questions to to ask me, feel free to tweet me at EssentialBron on Twitter or uh, send an email to 
thestoryweaverpodcast at gmail.com or hit me up anywhere else where you see me on social media. And and once I get started, obviously I'll just love to talk about writing and storytelling and the obstacles, the challenges. Uh, next Friday uh, I will return with some more questions, generic questions, and anything that people have sh- sent to me in the meantime. Otherwise, next Friday I would like to discuss writing and mental health issues, the challenges of writing with mental health issues. Uh, so definitely shoot me some questions for that topic, otherwise I'll probably just freeform it. Thank you to Brandon for the questions, and before we go, I would really like to say thank you to my daughter for the amazing support and patience when these shows take over, and thank you so much to my editor. Uh, he takes all these little bits of files that I send him and he turns it into something usable and something much much better than I could do on my own. Uh, So that's it for today and I'll be back on Monday with some stories, storytelling with Bron. Thank you. The Story Weaver podcast intro and outro were created by Paul using licensed music from Stock 20. Paul is also the editor for the show. If you would like to contact me, you can send me an email to thestoryweaverpodcast at gmail.com. Farewell for now, dear friends.